Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. So I am so excited to introduce to this house our wonderful friend, Malik Edwards. I wish his wife was here. She's crazy. She's just a crazy lady. She's, I told you last week, I choose chaos. I don't mean like, I'm, you know, I'm not looking for craziness, but I kind of am. I mean, when I, when I talk about, I am done with tidy church. I choose the divine chaos when the glory of God invades a house and just wrecks us all. I'm done with dignity. I am ready for God to do whatever he wants to do. Jesus, you can have your church back. That's what I say. So, so my friend is, uh, he's, he's loaded. He's, he's got his ammunition. Uh, he, he hit the ground with the word from the Lord and I'm delighted to introduce to you my friend Malik Edwards. Why don't you stand and welcome him. Amen. Come on, let's just lift up our hands to the Lord. I'm just, I'm pumped. I feel the presence of God in this place. Amen. Come on, don't you feel the presence of God in this place? Come on, lift up your hands and just, just, just sing in the spirit and do something. Talk to him a little bit. Amen. Come on, talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. Come on, speak well of him right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Lord, we love you today, God. Man, the anointing, the power, the glory is here, his presence. His presence, his pana, his face is here. His face, I see the face of God. Whoa! 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 The face of God is here. If it, if it looks like I don't know what I'm doing, I don't. Ha ha ha. Glory. Come on, lift it. Speak. Come on, speak up, speak up, speak up, speak up, speak up. You didn't come here to see me. You came here to meet with him. Amen. We came here to dwell with him. We came to encounter him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, lift up your song. Lift up your song. Lift up your song to him. Lift up your song to him. With melodies, with melodies. Melodies, melodies to him. You're so beautiful. You're so marvelous. You are all that I need. You are all that I need, oh God. Come on, just lift up your song to him. Let him dwell here. Come on, I feel like some of you might even have a groan in you. Some of you might even have an intercessory, an intercessory groan. 
because God is expanding this place in the realm of the spirit and in the natural God is expanding this house oh yeah 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 come on if you're an intercessor in this house I just need you to release your groan I see what Nicole is doing if you feel like you need to walk around come on we're not here to have good church we're not here to even have great church we're here to encounter the king of kings and the lord of lords he's transitioning in us from just being a, a church focused a kingdom minded God have your way in this place expand this place come on intercessors there's a groaning in the realm of the spirit there's a groan there's a groan oh there's a groan there's a groan there's an expansion come on get so lost in him come on get so focused on him it's the him the spirit that makes intercession oh come on it's he the spirit amen the spirit of God is here to make intercession for this church as we were as we were come on just keep going and, and your tongues are not gonna offend me your your walking around is not gonna offend me come on we just want the presence of God the glory of God and as I was there and we were singing build your church build your church I saw the hand of the church and I said God what are you doing and I saw the hand of this church taking a hold of the snake and I saw that there was a snake in the realm of the spirit that the enemy was trying to come and to choke the life out of the church but God said in that moment there was a release of the hand of the Lord and the hand of the Lord was released through the hand of the church and the hand of the church is intercession y'all better hear me up in here the hand of the church is prayer come on the hand of the church is intercession and I believe today that as we were worshiping as we were praying that agendas from hell were being disassembled I believe that as we were praying and as we were worshiping that the God of the angel armies come on was moving in this place I want to challenge you lift up your voice a little bit more who knows what else he'll do who knows what else your prayers can stop who knows what else your prayers can push forward come on dwell church hallelujah 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 Lord, every restriction, every limitation, God, we break it off today in the name of Jesus. We say the people of God will no longer be limited. The people of God will no longer be restricted because you are the limitless God. You are the limitless God. You have no limits. You have no boundaries. Nothing is impossible to you. Woo! Come on, I just see the Lord taking the cap off of some of us. Come on, some of you have been capped and God has taken it off. Come on, come on, come on. God said, some of you were capped because of shame. Some of you were capped because of guilt. But the Lord says, no more excuses. The lid is coming off today. The lid is coming off today. The cap is coming off today. You're going to be you. You're going to be uniquely you. You're going to be authentically you. I don't know if that's a word, but it sounded good. Woo. 
glory. Come on, glory. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. I'm telling you, God is in this place. If you came for an eight-point message, I don't have one. Amen. All we, all I know is he said, come. And so I'm here. God, have your way in this place. Oh, he wants to captivate your heart again. He wants to break you out of normality. Normality can limit you. Come on. Normality can limit your mind. It can cause you to feel as though you can't achieve the dreams and the goals that he's designed for you and his purposes for you in this earth. But today God said, I'm breaking you out of the normality and I'm bringing you into the supernatural. I'm bringing you into a deeper realm of the supernatural, my supernatural glory, supernatural healings, supernatural miracles. Come on, we tried to humanize God. We tried to put God in our mental boxes. But today I hear the Lord saying, overdwell church, get ready for the messy. Get ready for the messy. Revival is messy. Awakening is messy. Come on, keep going, keep going just a little bit more. I'm, I'm seeing something here. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The church should be more radical. The church should be more radical. The church should be more radical. I'm not talking about just doing stuff to say that I'm different. I'm talking about the power of God is being released from you. That Who are these that have turned the world upside down? We're the disciples that turn the world upside down. We're the pastors that are turning the world upside down. Or should I say right side up? God is tired of cookie cutter church. God is tired of just the normalities and the formalities and the personalities. And God is breaking those things. Those idols are coming down. And we just want your glory. We just want your presence. God, I just want to see you. Oh, come on, worship him. Get in his face. Get in his face. God told Moses, he said, Moses, my faith, my presence, my face will go before you. And Moses said, if your presence doesn't go, I'm not going. And he said, my face, my presence will go before you. But then Moses got radical. He said, God, if your face will go with us, God, show me your glory. I want to tell you the glory is another dimension. I want to tell you that the glory, amen, is another place. We're talking about the place. God said, I'm upgrading you into the glory. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Moses, God, if God told me, Malik, my presence is with you, I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. Go with me wherever I go. But Moses wasn't satisfied. He knew there was something called the kabod. He knew there was something called the shakanah. That's what Mahesh calls it. He knew that there was something called the doxa. He knew there was something called waiting, something called heavy, something called splendor. He knew there was something called the glory. And he knew that God was the glory and the glory was God, amen. What was he saying? He was saying, God, I don't just want your face, I want all of you, I want all of you. Somebody say today, I want all of you, God. I want all of you, come on, say it. I want all of you, talk to him right now. I want all of you. Ah, yeah, I want all of you. 
I want all of you, God. Come on, tell him, dwell. Dwell, tell him. And as you do, as you do, he's going to remove the things out the way. There's some devils. There's some things that have been blocking your perspective, that have been blocking your sight. But this morning, I've come to tell you, he's moving it out the way. There's no wall he won't kick down. No, come on, somebody. No shadow he won't light up. The reckless glory of God. God's glory is so reckless that when he came in the house, in the ministry, all the priests were unable to stand. Somebody come on at him. Come on more. Come on more. Come on, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing people in wheelchairs. I'm tired of seeing people on drugs. I'm tired of seeing people in brokenness when I know we have the answer, amen. I'm tired of seeing churches be dry. I'm tired of seeing the people of God popping pills. I wanna tell you the glory of God wants to invade the house of God. Come on, lift up your hands one more time and say, Lord, I need more of you. Come on, I need more of you. Come on, I don't need more of Malik. I don't need more anything else. All I need is more of you. Lord, we need more of you. Lord, fill us till we want no more. I think that the American church, we've given people just enough what they don't want anymore. But if, you, if you've seen the glory like we've seen the glory, if you've seen the dead raised like we've seen the dead raised, if you know that God is a miracle worker, like I know that he's a miracle worker, you're going to be crying out, more! More! Nothing is impossible to you. So Father, I pray today that as we go into your word, and as we go into times of ministry, that there be a level of expectancy. Somebody say, Lord, I'm believing for expectancy. Come on, expectancy. Touch your, touch your belly and say, without faith it's impossible to please him. Come on, come on. Say, God, I, I break every paradigm. Come on, break every paradigm. Break everything in me that stops me and causes me to move in doubt and unbelief. God, today we thank you for expectancy of what you're going to do, not only in this moment of time, but Lord, that this moment is going to create a tsunami glory to God is that how you say it tsunami of his glory I see in the realm of a in the realm of the spirit I see like a sumo wrestler and he's like this and I'm telling you, the Lord is saying that I'm going to cause you to be fat in the spirit in this season. And you're going to be filled with confidence. You're going to be filled with indignation, righteous indignation. Filled with the justice of God. Filled with him. Amen. All right, all right. We're going to keep going. Let's go. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. You go slap fives with somebody. Say, I'm glad you're here. Let's give the worship team another. Come on. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Let's give the worship team another big hand clap. Woo. Man, I'm telling you what. Somebody say glory, glory, glory. All right. Praise God. Well, my name is Malik. My wife, Ashley, uh, we, we pastor a church out in um, D.C. called Relentless. We had the name before John Gray did, just to let everybody know, because people always ask me, oh, are you part of John? No, I had the name before. 
We started a church five years ago in the movie theater. Before that, we were um, a part of many ministries, but we're part of a ministry called Calvary Campground with Ruth Ward Heflin. She's an old school lady that pioneered in the glory of God. And from there, we were able to travel to the nations. And before that, uh, I was uh, uh, born addicted to drugs. I wasn't supposed to make it, uh, but I'm here. And you're here, amen. And, uh, and then when I, uh, you know, I have a, such a long story, but the point is, is that Jesus came into my prison cell with like fire and light uh, when I was locked up uh, for three years and he came and he met me and I said, God, I want to see you and I want to hear your voice. And he, he has taken me up on that, that offer. And God has literally, I mean, over the last couple of years, probably I've been saved now for like 20 something years. God has uh, taken me to, I don't know, maybe like 20 nations. We just got back from Mexico. We go to Israel. Like, like, you know, all the time. And so I'm telling you that if God could do it for me, God could do it for you. And you know, the craziest thing, I never forget, I got out of prison, I had met my, my biological mom. Like I said, it's an Oprah Winfrey story. So one day I'm gonna really make a recording. You could probably go online and test, type my testimony and it'll come up somewhere. <clears throat> huh? I got out of prison, amen, I did get out. Y'all see that, right? And I got out sooner than I was supposed to. Uh, um, um, uh, but what I was going to say, oh, so when I got out of prison, I was with my uh, biological family. I found out I had brothers. I found out I had sisters. This whole time I didn't know all of this. Even though I had said it, I had dreams about it, I never knew it was actually true. And I remember going to church. How many know that's a good place to go after you get out of prison? Amen. And I didn't care what kind of church they were. I weren't looking. Was it Baptist? We got what kind of church? I, listen, I came right. I sat right in the front seat. I wasn't the pastor. I wasn't a member. But I see. Listen, when God begins to move this generation and begins to move and bring people uh, from the streets into the house of the Lord, they're not going to know protocol. They're not going to know. They're just going to know. I want more of Him. Amen. And some of us are going to have to get up out of our seat. Get up out of your seat or whatever. How you ever say? And so I'm sitting there, I'm going somewhere, I'm sitting there, and while I'm sitting there, the pastor, she stands up and she says, are you Malau? That's what they named me. They named me Malau. I don't know why. They said it's an acronym. Like, I don't know, black people, we do stuff like that, so I don't know. My name was an acronym, but, you know, white people, y'all do, like, your name, your kids, Juniper Blaze, and you name them, you know, Skywalker and all that stuff, so we're, we're equal. But my point is, come on, somebody, that, listen... We got a multi-generational church. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun eating at the table. Um, my point is, oh, the water goes. Okay. I'm excited now. I'm sitting there. The lady says, Malau, oh, you don't know this, but are you Malau Jackson? I said, yes, I am. She said, we have been praying for you for 19 years. Come on, somebody. So you don't know that your prayers and what God is doing in your life now could be affecting someone's next 19 years. They won't be able to run from God. They won't be able to escape from God because I'm telling you, God's not just in love with you. He's in love with the world. Amen. Until Jesus comes back, he's going to be chasing. He's going to be running after those that don't know him as well as you. How many know sometimes he has to run after you a little bit? And so God has been so faithful to us, and I can tell you so much about what I feel like God has been doing. When I met this beautiful couple, I felt that instant connection, and I believe that God is up to something amazing in this house. Um, words cannot express what I'm feeling. 
I just feel like we just need to be expectant and ready like this. I feel like it's going to be in the, in, the, in the snap of a finger. You know, I, I, you ever watch uh, Endgame, you know, the snap of the finger and everyone disappears. But I feel like in this reality, amen, on this universe, glory to God, when the snap of the finger of God comes, it, people are going to appear, amen. And there is going to be an uh, increase and there is going to be an expansion. Uh, just a few moments ago, I felt the birth pains of God. I felt the birth pains of the church in here. And God said, I want you to step up your intercessor. I want you to step up that realm of prayer in this season. And the Lord said, it's not just for where you're going, but it's what I'm going to do. I, I don't believe it's just where you're going. God's going to get you where he wants you to get. But I feel like God is preparing you and he's also doing something in the deep places. And there's also angel armies that are being released to do war so that you don't have to, when, when God shifts you and when God moves you, that you will not have to fight some of the warfare that others have to fight. Am I helping anybody? Y'all still believe in warfare, right? There's still, there's still warfare, right? Okay. Come on. Somebody said, the Lord God strong and mighty. Mighty in battle. And so as I was praying, I was really seeking the Lord, really for Rosh Hashanah, really for this season. And our church, we're having a conference on Thursday. So it's just pumped to be here before that. And we're doing a, uh, I was going to do a prophetic conference because we weren't able to do ours earlier in the year. And as I was going to, to um, I was driving home and I was listening to some different ministries. And you know, my wife, she say my wife is crazy because my wife is a deliverance minister. I mean, we don't really say it like that, like where she just does the ministry of Jesus. But like she is, it's like no joke living in the house with her. Like, I can't even eat a cookie in the middle of the night without her knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of wife I have. It's like, you were eating peanut butter, weren't you? How did you know? And they, they, she's like texting me downstairs while I'm eating. Where are you? <laughs> She's a prophet. She has prophet eyes. She's scary, uh, but she's full of love. She's full of, you know, we have beautiful four. Oh, I have four children. Man, I didn't even say that. We have two girls, two boys, Shael, Sinai, Caleb, and Judah. And Judah is two. And so my wife, for the, this, after we got out of the pandemic, she, I don't know if you've dealt with this, but I feel like when women come into, are coming into their fullness, there's like this battle. There's a battle because women are birthers. You're called to bring forth things. And whenever you're called into ministry, you're called into your purpose, there's a battle. And, and I watch, my, my wife and I have been married for 13 years, and I've watched battle after battle after, I mean, just people not liking her, people acute, I mean, people that don't even know. I mean, just battle after battle. And so when we came into COVID, I said, it's over. I said, do what the Lord has put in your heart to do. I prophesied, I said, you are Deborah. Amen, glory to God. You are prophetess of God. Go for, I mean, we lay, I lay, I'll just commission her like, listen, I'm done with this. Do what God told you. And so what's in her heart was to raise up and to train people on how to do the ministry of deliverance, but not only how to do the ministry of deliverance, but to first know how to take care of themselves. Come on, somebody. Before you can take the city, you got to take your home. Come on, somebody before you can take the world. Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to take your kids. Amen. You got to learn how to take your finances. Amen. You can't be living all sloppy and then believe that God's going to use you to change the world. It don't work like that. Amen. He still loves you. He still is passionate about you, but there's some cleanup work. 
So my wife had developed a 10-week series at our church to, to take people because we were having people that were high-level leaders, but by the time they got into the ministry, they started to manifest. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They started acting weird. Things started happening. We couldn't understand why. So we said, you got to go to deliverance before you could be a part of our leadership. And so, my God, they started going through deliverance. So for 10 and a half weeks, for the last year, she did it twice. She's taken 180 people through deliverance. Somebody say, praise the Lord. And so my thing was like, that was your thing. I'm just prophetic. I want to plant churches. I have, I'm uh, apostolic. I got vision, baby. And, and she kept saying, no, 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 but you're called to this. I said, but I'll let you do it. I would prophesy. People would start to manifest. And I'd tell you, baby, go clean it up. I can't just go. You know what I mean? You ever I'm good. Well, I was driving home. I heard the Lord say this to me. I was actually, I was coming home, folding my clothes on my bed. God speaks even in that. And he said, Malik, why have you been running from your call? I said, excuse me? I said, I've been ordained by Bishop Bill Hammond. I know who I am, God. He's like, no, you've been running from deliverance. Have you not been delivered? I said, yes, sir. He said, I am. I'm telling you, when he said this, you know when God starts speaking in I am, you know it's over. You know you have no more choice. He said, I am the God of war. And I am the God, your deliverer. And he said, and I am mantling you in this season to bring deliverance, not only to my people, but to the nation. Somebody say glory to God. So I, this is not even my message. Are you okay with this right now? I, just, I feel like I just need to stay here for a little bit. So I went back to the ministry that I was birthed out of. They believe in deliverance, and, but not, you know, like maybe kind of how I've been doing it and my wife's been doing it. And so I got up and I talked about, and I'm not going to talk about it here because you guys, I, it's clean. It's so good. But I talked about the uh, witchcraft that is coming to the church and how we use manipulation and control and it's become charismatic witchcraft and we, uh, we are controlling and, and I told a story about a lady. So I'm driving down, I gotta get this. I'm driving down to uh, this place to minister and the Lord tells me, he said, Malik, this lady is gonna be there. Uh, this lady was someone when I first got married, well, before I got married, she, my wife was my fiance, she came up to me and said, oh, I had a dream about you. I said, really? Uh, she said, yes, I had a dream that I kissed you. And, oh, you kissed me in the dream. Under my breath, I said, the devil is a liar. But, and, you know, her, I was like, oh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't even know about that, praise God. And so, uh, so, yeah, I walked away real quick. So after we get married now, she comes to my wife and she gives her all of her clothes. She gives her her garments. And my wife uh, takes them. I wasn't with her because I said, don't take them. But she brought them, and she, but she couldn't bring them into the house. I mean, I'm talking about, if I could say it like this, and okay, bras and, and, and just weird stuff, right? Like, why would you give? And so as we were praying, and one day, because my wife started hearing this thing in her head saying that she was a witch, that, that my wife was a witch. She kept feeling like this voice was telling her that she was a witch. I said, Ashley, this is not the voice of the Lord. This is you're being tormented. Something is wrong. Let's pray. Somebody said, let's pray. How many know some of the voices you hear is not God? That just set somebody free right there. Not every voice you hear is God. And not every voice you hear is you. Somebody get set free right there? And so, 
So my wife's hearing this, you know, and it's tormenting her. I said, let's pray. And when I say pray, I'm not talking about, you know, hallelujah, G. I'm talking about katabrusete. Come on, somebody. You got to tap into that African anointing. You got to tap into something that's a little bit deeper than, you know, uh, you know, patty cake, patty cake. You understand what I'm saying? And so we started to tap in. And then my wife, she was like in shock. And she said, the Lord told me that this woman was operating witchcraft. And this this shifted my wife in this moment because she realized that not everybody that says they're believers are believers. And some people that are believers are tapping into another source. Somebody say, help me, God. I'm not telling you to look uh, for, for do witch hunts. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you got the spirit of God. And he knows all things. Amen. So we began to break off that thing and whatever. And from that moment, well, first of all, this lady, we didn't even have to do anything. God removed her. Somebody say, God did it. See, prayer would do things. My point is, I'm coming down after the Lord gives me this message that it's my turn to start to preach about deliverance. And so I go to, um, uh, uh, you know, say yes to the Lord. And he shows me this lady will be in this service tonight. I have not seen her in 13 years. And so here I am, 400 people, and we're all praising God, doing like Jerusalem dances in a circle. And I'm running around the, 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 the facility. I come down the steps and I look to the left and there the woman is. I am in shock. I mean, I, if she saw my face, I wasn't scared. It was like the word of the Lord is sure. And so what did I do? I did exactly what the Lord told me. I preached my face off about how witchcraft has come into the church. We began to do renunciations at the end of the service. This woman couldn't get out of there quick enough. She ran out the back, but at the same time, multiple, I'm talking about teenagers, young kids. One kid, he was 12 years old. He fell on his face, started slithering like a snake. We commanded whatever was trying to take a hold of him to loose him. And then we said to, uh, and then the next day he came with a testimony that he had felt like he was adopted. And he felt like his whole life something was following him. And he's always had to have some kind of soothing thing to take him, you know, uh, to go to sleep. And he said, after that moment, he had no fear. He had felt like he was totally set free. And I just spoke with the parents. He's still free. Amen. And so... And so this is a real thing that I believe that God, and I'm going to say a little bit about that later, but this is a real thing that God is doing. And what I felt like the Lord was saying over this season, this, uh, this um, new year, if you will, the September month, where we're coming into something fresh. I, I, I live from September to September. September is my new year. This is your, your new year. This is your new beginning. I hear the Lord saying. But listen to this. The Lord said that this is the Enoch generation. Somebody say the Enoch generation. I need you to hear this because when he got up and he said, God is taking you to a new place. Do you know the story of Enoch? He was walking here and then God said, I'm going to take you to a new place. So I'm telling you, I'll listen to what the word of the Lord is. Enoch, uh, so Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 to 24, it says this. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years. 
Can we just stop right there real quick? Some of us have a hard time walking with God for three days. Some of us have a hard time paying attention to God for three minutes, amen, or three hours. And here is this crazy man that walked with God for 300 years. What would you look like if you continually were walking with God, if you were continually in fellowship with God? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, this generation is the Enoch generation. This generation is going to walk with God. This body of believers are going to know their God and they're going to do exploits. Amen. Praise the Lord. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Somebody say, I want to become a was not. What it would look like if the body of Christ came so into God that they took on another form. It would have been looked like when you walk into a place, they don't see you, but they see God. And you know, this happens a lot when I go to places. Sometimes when I go to certain restaurants, even, you know, there's still this tension of racism that you can feel in the air sometimes. I went to a restaurant in New Jersey, a deli, and as soon as I walked in, you know, my discerners were up and I said, oh wow, they don't, they're not happy I'm here. But when I walked in, I didn't walk in with myself. Amen. And somebody say, you can't be offended in this season. Amen. I didn't walk in with myself. I walked in with Jesus. Amen. And Jesus is never offended. Amen. And Jesus, come on, somebody. So I walked in and they were like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I want a Tellerham egg and cheese sandwich on a cinnamon raisin bagel with butter and jelly. And they said, you want jelly on that? I said, I want jelly on that. They said, wow, that's different. Are you from here? I said, I'm from New Jersey. I just live in Virginia. They said, wow, come on, make him something. All of a sudden the atmosphere started to shift. And by the time I walked out, they said, when are you coming back with your family? I want to tell you that when you got the glory, amen, when you walk like Enoch, with God, favor will follow you. You don't have to beg for favor. I don't have to post for favor. God will give you favor just because. Now, I'm not a talker. <laughs> you know? I know, I, yeah, I'm just going to stay right there, okay. So, so listen to this, and it says Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 through 6, in the, in the Passion Translation, Please write these things down because I feel like you're going to see a lot of these things manifest over the next eight weeks. I feel like you're in an eight-week window of the manifestations of God. Faith translated Enoch from this life, and he was taken up to heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. Are you ready for the upgrade? Are you ready for the promotion? Come on, somebody. Woo. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. Woo. See, I'm not just trying to tell you to please God. I'm trying to awaken you to know that your life is a pleasure to him. It's a fragrance to him. And he said, without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real. Somebody say he is real. He's lived Christ in you, the hope of glory. Heaven is coming and heaven is here. Hello? 
The glory is coming and the glory is here. One day what the Lord showed me, he said, Malik, my glory comes when the angels come from my presence. They're coming out of my glory. They're coming with my glory. But guess what? There's another glory. And that glory is inside of you. Amen. And when you worship and when you give me exaltation, that glory comes out of you. And it meets that glory. And when that happens, that's when there's an explosion in the realm of the spirit. I have time to give testimony. Let me keep going. Oh, God, help me. I believe that there has been a shift in the earth. Somebody say, shifts happen. Ah, be careful now what you say. But you don't have to be prophetic to know that there's something happening and something. Our world is not the same. And we have to stop fighting for it to be the same. Y'all ain't heard me up in here. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, you know, morality and values, but what I'm saying is some of us want to go back to where things were instead of asking God, what is the opportunity I have in this moment to shine your glory? What is the new thing that you're doing? There's a new thing in the earth. Amen. I'm telling you what, God, um, people say COVID shut down churches. In some cases, God had to let the church be shut down so that we can get a new vision of what God wanted to do, that we can see that God is bigger than our buildings, that God is bigger than our conferences, that God is building bigger than our programs. Come on, somebody. We got out of, we, God talk, gave us a building in the midst of COVID, and then my wife took 180 people in the midst of a pandemic through deliverance. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me my God is not real. And God said, Malik, you're going from a seeker-sensitive church into a house of training and equipping. That's what our house is. Your house is a house of presence and a house of prayer. So God is shifting us in this season, and we got to know the cult. We can't say, oh, pastor, you know, I really want to, you know, do a golf ball group. I really think that's something. No! If that's not the vision of the house, then that's not, we're not doing golf balls! You can, you know what? Why don't you take your anointed self to the golf course, pray in the spirit, connect with somebody there. Amen. This is what's happening in this season. God is empowering you to do it. Oh, pastor, can you please start this group? You start the group. And don't use the people in the church. Be anointed to bring somebody from the outside. I went to, a, we went to, a, there's a new place called Epic. How many, that's a dope name. It has, and they just got, they got 20,000 square feet. They got another 20,000 square feet. It's all food and games, and it's amazing. I went in there. We had a party, and they wanted me to meet the manager. I was like, okay, I'll meet the manager. You know, and so I went to the manager, and you know, I'm just who I am. Somebody say, I am who I am. I is who I bees. And so I said to the manager, I said, I, I, I said, I just want to tell you, I really feel like the spirit of God. And I was bold. You know, I'm not trying to cover it up and be, you know, just give it to him the way that he would like it. I said, I really feel like the spirit of God is speaking to me and that God is going to expand this place. He's going to give you more property. This is going to be almost like in different areas. And I saw you really, God's really going to use axe throwing as part of uh, the, the strategy in this next season to bring a community of people that you don't normally have. He looked at me like this. <gasps> He gasped. He didn't even understand. He said, who told you? Like, what? what? Like, he just, he was dumbfounded. God is about to dumbfound people with his glory. Amen. It's not about me. It's about this, this, what he's doing. And so here we go. He goes and gets his partner. His partner was there. He gets his business partner, you know, and so he's a black guy. He's an Asian guy. He said, tell him what you told me. Tell him just like you told me. Tell him, tell him. I said, well, this is, what the, this is what I feel like the Spirit of God is saying. He looks at him and said, you, did you tell him? He said, no, I didn't tell him. Did you tell him? He said, no, what is going on? 
He said, I need your, I need your information. I want you, guys, I want you to pray. For, can you keep praying for us? We're going to open up. You don't know this, but we're opening up, like I said, at 20,000 square feet on the other side of this wall. We have already uh, projects to build in other places. And we know that the thrust of this next move is with axe throwing. I tried, my business partner tried to tell me that, but I didn't listen to him. I told him he was stupid. And now you're coming and telling me that. Matter of fact, a couple days now, I just go in there. I'm not going in there like I'm the prophet of God and now I'm here. Come attend to me. I just go there, spend my money and eat. I go spend my money and eat. I'm sitting at the table eating a bubble tea, bubble tea, bubbles. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So here I am drinking my boba tea. And they, the, the, the manager sends somebody to me and say, we need your, we, I need your number. His name is Solomon. I said, why Solomon? Why you need my number? He said, because you guys are a church, right? I said, yeah. He said, we, we want to have a gospel karaoke. Can you, you think your church could help us lead that and do gospel karaoke? Yes, sir. Here we are. God is doing a new thing. Somebody say amen. God is upgrading. All right, all right, all right. Y'all don't seem so excited, but that's okay. Ah, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go. All right, here we go. So let me say this. Uh, if we don't have eyes to see and we're not walking in intimacy with God, we will miss that God is really trying to reveal himself in a season to the believers. You've heard it over and over over the last couple of weeks. I just heard a little bit last night, a breakthrough of sight, a breakthrough of revelation of who Jesus really is. There will be a revealing not only of Jesus, but also sons and daughters. You heard that this morning. So the word I believe over you this season, and I'm declaring this over the body of Christ, but I'm declaring it specifically over you, is upgraded. Somebody say upgraded. upgraded. Say it again, upgraded. Somebody got a napkin. I'm just, oh, there it is. Let me, I get my own napkin. Woo! Glory to God. No, I'm in the glory. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. God says you've been upgraded. Now, if you was on a plane and they told you you was upgraded, you'd be like, can I move my bag? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I get my bag? All right. Uh, you, and you'd be like, you'd be telling everybody else to, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You'd be bumping into people, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm going to first, excuse me, I'm going up. Somebody say upgraded. Amen. God said you've been upgraded. To upgrade means to raise or to improve the grade of. Can I just stop here and say that the church is improving, that dwell church is improving. Oh, he got a tower. Okay. The mantle, the mantle. It's small, but I'll take it. It's a mantle. Amen. <laughs> I know that there's another narrative about the church and the church is weak and, and the church is hiding and the church needs to get it right. But I come here to prophesy today that the church is improving, that the church is getting better, that the church is rising up. Amen. The remnant is coming forth. Uh, amen. And that the, the church of Jesus Christ is going from glory to glory. He said, with unveiled faces, we'll behold him. And we'll go from one measure of glory to the next measure of glory. What does that even mean? I don't know, but I want it. <sighs> Sometimes we try to be so deep and so theological. I don't know, but if it's God, I want more of it. I want more of your glory. I don't want to be able to stand. I don't want to be able to walk. I want to be consumed by your love and your grace. 
Another definition is to advance to a job requiring a higher level of skill, especially as a part of a training program. And so I believe that, that's why I said there's an eight-week window. I believe that there is a level of training that God has been taking you through, and there are things that God is teaching you. There are things that you are relearning. You know you're being upgraded because God begins to teach you something that you didn't see before. I'm going to leave it right there. I already talked with the prophet. I already know what's been happening. (laughs) Listen to this. Enoch's name means, I thought it was going to mean like walk with God. (laughs) I thought his name was going to be caught up, you know? Enoch's name means dedicated. His name means disciplined. His name means trained. Somebody look at somebody and say, are you trained? Mm. This upgrade is going to desire is going to need some more training. When a system is upgraded, its operating system has to change. And even if you've been doing it for a certain way for numbers of years, come on, somebody, you will have to relearn. Amen. Because the church is in a season of, of relearning the system. Somebody say upgrade. I'm not getting as many amens as I was earlier. Because when I start talking about learning and school and discipline and being dedicated, you mean I got to learn something? Yes, you. All of us have to. My God. You know that leaders are readers. You know that people who are successful, they're always reading. They're always upgrading. They're always downloading. They're never satisfied with what they know. Amen. Yes, knowledge can get you to a certain level, but you have to become innovative in your thinking in this hour. You have to think outside of the box. Amen. That's what happens. People like to jump on the bandwagon. Amen. Soon as Bitcoin goes up a little bit, everybody wants to get on Bitcoin. Soon as it goes down a little bit, everybody wants to get off of it. I want to tell you, God is raising up a people that will see ahead of time. Amen. Uh, We'll stop following the trend and we'll start becoming the trend. Woo! Somebody say, I'm becoming the trend. I'm going to read this again. First Corinthians chapter. You guys okay? I know I'm like really going hard, so let's take a check. Are you guys okay? Let me put my pastor voice on. How's everybody doing? Praise the Lord. You're good. All right. Wonderful. Back to it. Let's go. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse four through six. Now there, I'm going to read it amplified. Amplified was written by a woman. That's why I keep saying the same thing over and over again. Now they are distinctive. Don't tell my wife I told that joke. She says I need deliverance. Now they are distinctive. Somebody say distinctive. Varieties, varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities. Come on. You got a special ability. And you got special abilities. Amen. You're not just a camera girl. Glory to God. That God has favored you. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. And given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. So this system is operating in believers. When the Holy Spirit came into you, he came with a system. And that system, as you open up and as you uh, synthesize, as you come into synergy with him, you begin to expand. He begins to expand your understanding. He begins to expand who you are. All right, I'm going to keep going. But it is the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers. And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service. Somebody say service. When's the last time you were serviced? 
you know, sometimes you have to upgrade your phone because it's running slow or it's, it got bugs and you got to get service. I, I tell people, and I, I model this, my wife and I, we go to inner healing, we go to therapy, we go to counseling, we get, we get it all, cast it out of me, clean me up. Because we, you know, they did a, a study of some pastors' brains and many leaders in the body of Christ have PTSD. We've been traumatized. We've been bit by the sheep. We've had sons and daughters that turn our, their back on us. Uh, we had people that didn't give us grace. They didn't, they didn't let us make mistakes and bump our head a few times. We had to be perfect. You know, the, and, and I believe that God is going to do something in the church where we're not going to be looking for our leaders. Come on, somebody, to be perfect, but we're going to pray for our leaders. Somebody say, I need to pray for my leaders. Amen. You, you have no idea the pressure. You have no idea the strain. And then you over here talking about you don't like the color of the carpet. We can't start your group. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things. That's what it says in the Amplified. There are many ways to accomplish, but it's the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empower them. And I want to say this over you guys. I saw, I heard the Lord say while I was up in my uh, room that he is upgrading your divine technology in this house. There is something with technology. There is something about what God is about to do in this house that is going to, you are going to be upgraded. I'm not talking, I'm talking about there's a divine technology. There, there is a way to move in the realm of the spirit that God is equipping you and giving you insight into. Amen. And God said that where the algorithm has been working against you, the demonic algorithm to try to stop you and block you, God said, I'm shifting the system. I'm breaking through, come on, the blockers. Amen. And there is a new technology that's going to be released in this house. Glory to God. And if you're, if, is anybody here in tech? Or anybody here in tech? You're in tech? Anybody else in tech? Lift up your hand. Any kind of IT any kind of thing like that. Father, right now, lift up your hand. Why are you lifting up only way? You know, you're, not, you're not as proud of that? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will begin to download, Lord, the spirit of Daniel would even come upon these, Lord, that they begin to understand equations and they begin to understand the deep things and the difficult things, God, that will cause whatever that breakthrough that you want to happen in this house, let it come through them in Jesus' mighty name. Now listen to this, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, 9, 11 uh, through 15. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, somebody say his own blood. Not the blood of goats and calves, that was the old system. The, the people of God was operating in an old system. Sometimes we're still operating in an old system, trying to use our works to get to God. He entered the most holy place once and for all. Somebody say once and for all. And secured, oh, glory to God. If you got any kind of good system, you got to have them good security. Is anybody here in security? You work security. Anybody here in security? You work security. Anybody here, you don't want, won't tell me because you're high level security, just this guy? Is this what you do all the time? Just for here? Well, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We say, Lord, hold it down, my brother. Listen, I was kind of scared when I walked through the door. I said, who is this guy? My God. Like, you know, I live waste, but this guy lives like he live waste. 
So just think about how much more. Somebody say, how much more? Come on, how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. This upgrade is going to take your worship to another level. This upgrade is going to cause you to realize who you really are so that you can sift through the madness. You can sift through the voices and you can know the voice of your good shepherd. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant. A new system between God and his people so that all who are called can receive the internal inheritance God has promised them. So somebody say we're living in the upgrade. So you can't improve uh, the, the, on the method. Jesus died once and for all. You can't improve on the method. You can't even improve on the message. The message is sure. Jesus saves. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus will take you from here to there. Amen. Jesus has already broken through. Amen. And he is, sits at the right hand of the Father. You're seated in it. You can't change the message. He who once was dead is now alive. But the way, somebody say the way, the way that we operate as a body to communicate the message is changing. It's changing. And we we push people down who have, in a sense, stepped out of the box. And, you know, when they were doing multiple campuses and live stream, we said, oh, that's just whatever. But could they have been already hearing from God that there was a way to reach people? God was already developing a sense. How many know that the printing press was developed right when, come on, Martin Luther, right, comes out of in the Reformation, and then the printing, for every, every time the message comes forth, there's a method to get the message out. So my question is, what is the method? What is the, what is the thing that God's going to use in this season to upgrade the people of God so that we won't be limited by bans. We won't be limited by restrictions. We won't be limited by even cyber warfare. Philip was upgraded. Preaching. People were demons cast out. Deliverance, joy was breaking out in the city. And in the moment, he was caught away. He was upgraded. He was translated. Glory to God. And now he's running besides the Enoch. Come on, somebody. Hello? What would you do? I told the church all the time, I said, what I would do for nobody to be here, but everybody's in the nation. What would I do for everybody in the church to be trained and equipped and doing the work of God? And I'm standing there on Sunday worshiping with the angels. I'm not saying the church doesn't need to meet. We need to meet. We need to come together. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if we only put our identity in our meeting, I'm going to keep going. I'm almost done. I I took too long in the beginning. I said, I'm not going to preach long because I want to minister a lot. Are you okay? Is this all right? A couple more minutes. I'm good? Okay. Just look at me anytime and say, hey, brother. Like, I'm good. It won't offend me. I'll just start praying in tongues. So I believe this generation is different. Do you feel like you're different? We just different. We hit differently. The music is different. Come on. Everything is just different about this generation. Generation Z, you guys are different. I'm an ex-Zenio. I'm an ex and a millennial wrapped up together in one. I'm a hybrid. Don't mess with me. I know how to work hard and be creative. Huh? 
Hey, I value the old and I also love the new. Amen? Y'all ain't heard me up in here. I've been doing my, I've been watching my TED Talks. It's okay. But this generation is different. We're not interested in having church. We're interested in being the church. We're not interested in talking the talk. Come on, we done talked the talk. We done talked about blood moons and red moons and green moons and hobbly gobbly. I'm telling you what, we are interested in walking with God. Whenever he comes, he comes. I'm walking with him because he's already here. Oh, okay. Come on, we're not interested in knowing the definitions. I just got to know what that means first. No, 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 no. We're looking to define. Somebody say, I'm looking to define. We are defining generation. Come on. The generation before us was refined, and this generation will define. Yes. That's why we need mothers and fathers in this. And that's why the mothers and fathers of this generation, those who are probably like 40 and up, have been going through the fire so that we can mother and father correctly. Not holding our sons and daughters hostage. My God. We want to occupy till he comes. There's a sense of expectancy in the air. And, I, and we were talking about it last night, whether you're pre, post, mid, whatever. We know that Jesus ultimately is coming back. Y'all still believe that, right? So we're not looking to build platforms, but we're looking to build altars. How many places have you heard that recently? We're building an altar. God is restoring the altars. God is rebuilding the altars of his people. Amen. And when there's an upgrade, I'm going to say this lastly. I'm going to kind of press through it now. When there's an upgrade, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, just so I can sound studious, there's an improvement by the use of a purebred male. And it speaks of purity and maturity. I believe this upgrade, amen. How many know Jesus is the purebred, amen? He's the firstborn among many brethren, amen. And now God is calling his people back to purity. Not to works, come on somebody, but back to purity. God, Jesus, I just want you. Jesus, I just want you. I want everything out of the way. Everything out of the way. Everything, whatever I have to lay down, whatever I have to give up, I just want you. You hear it in all the songs that we sing, I just want you. Just make me want to, I just want to be a friend. I just want to talk to you. I just want you. There's a difference. And I don't have time to go into it about righteousness and holiness. Righteousness is a gift, but our works don't make us right. But he said to do what? Work out your salvation with fear. And trembling. I believe there's a new fear and trembling coming back to the church. Again, it's not man-made. It's not me putting mandates on you. <laughs> so funny that we hate that the government puts mandates on us, but the church, how many years have the church put mandates on people and restrictions on people that were never God's? I believe that in this upgrade, we're going to see these three things in the move of God. It's going to be the fear of the Lord. I say it simply like this. He's God and I'm not. That's how literally, that's how we define as a church as one of our core values. He's God and I'm not. So if he says, start this, I'll start it. If he says, stop it, I'll stop it. Why? I don't have to know why. This is the problem that has come and crept in. 
We have to know everything before we do something. And God is saying, will you just trust me that whatever I told you to do, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Move with the cloud. I was just reading numbers while I was coming here. God said, read numbers. I said, I don't want to read. No, I told him. I said, I do not want to. And what translation do you want me to read it in? And I get specific. Like, I don't want to just read it in, you know, King James Version. You better give me the NLT, God. So I was reading it, and it talks about how the cloud was there. And then when the cloud moved, guess what? Nobody was like, nah, we good. We stay here, yo. We're like, this is awesome. Like, we got the cool children's ministry. Like, we're growing. G. Like, everything is going, no, they got up. They got in position. They were trained to move with the cloud because they knew they were going somewhere. Is the church going somewhere? Amen. The fear of the Lord, the administration of ministry and the ministry of deliverance. God's people are being set free first. There's too many broken people in the church. I see it all the time. We see it. And you know what we do in our church? I'm telling you, it's wild and crazy. Now I believe that demons can manifest and they can try to take over. And I, but we always say that versus discerning what is happening. And so in our services, every Sunday, I promise you, it gets wild and crazy. And our people just know, and I'm telling you, you can have, you know, my brother right here worshiping, tears coming down his face, and somebody right next to him throwing up, getting delivered, devil's cast out, and it's normal. Somebody said, we got to make it normal again. We got to make the chaos normal again. We got to get out of our religious boxes. We got government officials. People told me in Washington, D.C., you'll not get to Washington. You won't get the officials. You won't get the people in the high place if you act crazy. Listen, they be crazy. And they're coming. I'm going to end. I'm going to end. I'm going to end. I'm going to end. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I got to say these two things and I'm done. Out the way. And I want to pray for everyone who will let me. Because that's what I do. <laughs> grace. Somebody say grace. Grace is not a cover-up for sin. It's an empowerment from God. By the grace of God, Paul says, I am what I am. But then here's another thing. The grace is not there so you can say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm under grace. The grace is empower you to serve. There's an upgrade in your service, dwell. There's an upgrade in your service. Come on, somebody. We can't just be sitting here eating all the good food, getting all the good worship. You know these people, they're in demand. You know, did you hear these singers? Like, oh. I say, oh, they all got perfect pitch. It's not fair, Jesus. 2 Kings 3.10, but Joseph Fats asks, is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? And an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Saphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. I believe that there's an upgrade, there's an anointing in this season. I believe that the upgrade is also that we can serve the anointing. Many people in this time, they want to be anointed, but they don't want to serve the anointing. I want to be anointed. God has called me. And many times I see this when you take young people on the mission field. We just were in Mexico, preached. I mean, thousands of people. The church has like 5,000 people. But because of restrictions, we had to do like four services with thousands of people. It was crazy. And one thing I told him, I said, listen, and when you come with me, there's going to be your anointing mixed with my anointing. And God is going to move powerfully. Because what I've seen in past seasons, when you take people and they start to see miracles, then they think they got to come back and start their own ministry because now they're anointed and appointed by God. But what was happening was that as you were sowing, you were also reaping. Amen. 
Okay. And so, so let me, uh, can I say, I'm a, I, I love you so much, so please don't take, be offended. But some of the anointing that you're operating is because you're serving this anointing. So don't get too big for your britches and saying, well, I got to step out and do my own thing now because I'm, I'm just as anointed as, you know, as they, my leaders. I'm just anointed as my, I'm just as anointed. No, you are anointed. You might not just be just as anointed. Okay. What do I mean? I mean that before Elijah was upgraded, he was serving the anointing, the anointing that was on Elijah. Many times we want the anointing, but we don't want to serve the anointing. We want titles without towels. So to walk in the upgrade, you have to walk in service. You got to be in line. Somebody say, be in line. I want to say this to all who are watching, all that are here. Listen, they didn't pay me to say this. Amen. I'm just saying it because I really believe that. What God's up, don't come to a year later when revival is happening and say, oh, you know, I'm going to be a part. Oh, it's amazing. But really, you just want position. Serve now. Get in the trenches now. Come out of the hiding now. Come out. I mean, I understand where you're at if you're watching online, but come on out, baby. There's healing in this house. There's glory in this house. And God is saying, line up with what I'm doing because this, as you line up, you're going to come into the upgrade. What happened when that, when he said, well, you know, like, well, they've they just been doing this for three years and I don't know. Like, I don't know. They, they go minister. I don't know if we can really build. Then the guy said to Elijah, he said, oh, if there's windows in heaven, when it poured out, guess what? He'll see it, but he won't enter into it. And I believe that this is a season where we have to watch what we put our mouth on and start to serve the anointing. Last point, we get the worship team to come up so I can feel like I'm ending. And then we can do whatever. Somebody say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. To walk in this upgrade, lastly, you have to walk in faith. You got to believe for this, okay, guys? You know, God's going to call you to do things that you never thought you could do. I didn't graduate high school. I, I actually dropped out. I, I failed four times. Do you know that guy in your school, some of young people, that he just never passed that grade? It wasn't because I was dumb. It's because I had brokenness, I had issues. But when I gave my life to Jesus, come on somebody, when I gave my life to the Lord, he, he qualified me. And he downloaded something into my belly. And in this last season, you know, we've been traveling, we've been prophesying, was ordained by one of the greatest prophets, apostles of our day, Bishop Hammond. Jane Hammond is our spiritual mama. I mean, we have just been blessed to know my crazy uncle and aunt, you know, and, and my cousin over here. You know, like, we are just like, we have been favored. But the one thing is that I've always had this insecurity about business, about leadership. I've always just been good with encouraging, pushing people forward. And then God said in his last day, he said, Malik, I want you to start a network called Search Network. And I said, what? He said, I want you to start a network called, I want you to bring together media people and government people, bring them all at the same table that believe in me. And let's start to equip them and train them so they can go forward in the marketplace to do what I've called them to do. Because unfortunately, what he said is that the church is not equipping the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. We're just telling the saints, do the work of our ministry. Do the work of our house. Amen. And God will bless you real good if you bless us real good. And I felt like God was going to change that paradigm. Yes, I believe in service. I just said it. Yes, I believe that I'd rather clean a toilet. Amen. Because there's anointing on the cleaning the toilets. 
But I also believe that God has called you to your vocation. And so God put this thing, but I didn't believe and I got all the prophetic words. God's about to call you into something that you never thought about. God's about to bring you next to business leaders. But I want to tell you that at, what I'm saying this is because there's an upgrade in our faith. That God will take you beyond your limitations. Young lady, God with the green hat, God's going to take you beyond what you're doing. I see that there's creativity in you. I see that there's a birth of something fresh. I see LLCs in you. I see entrepreneurship in you. I just see like there's just this creative bomb of color that's going over your life right now. I see an explosion. I see like fireworks in the realm of the spirit. And God said that you're going to make waves in social media. You're going to make waves in all. And, and I just feel like in creativity and artistry, God said, I'm going to call calls you and God said but I need you to see it you got to see it first Moses what's in your hand oh it's just a little rod and he throws down the rod and it's a snake and then they throw down their rod and it's two snakes and sometimes it seems like it's too big but God said my power is greater than the other power and the power of God is going to swallow up the power of the enemy in your life and you're going to find yourself on the other side of this trial, on the other side of this thing. And God said that you're going to accelerate like never before in Jesus' mighty name. Let me just read this and we can end. Faith translated Enoch. Oh, let me finish my story. So I started a network. And I think now we have like 35, 40 people signed up for the network. Somebody say glory to God. God has been faithful. Somebody say, what, are you, what am I called to start? What am I called to do? I never thought anybody would listen to me. Give them business principles. I'm just an apostle. I just know how to preach. But how many? know business people need the word of God they need to go in their business and discern who has what gives and who operates in what and who's better to equip them than me yeah you heard me right who's better to equip them than me who's better to equip them than you who's better to lead them than you your life is has been your teacher You've learned through your experience and now you need to believe God that it was all a setup. Nicole and David, I hear the Lord saying it's all been a setup for now. I hear the Lord saying the very paradigm of who you are and what I've created you for in the earth is shifting in this moment. The Lord said that you will uh, not only be known because God doesn't take away, I believe that God adds. And I believe that God is saying you will not only just be known as a worship leader and as worship pastors and as TBN folk, but you're going to be known, I'm telling you, in this coming hour of, there is, um, how can I, I, I do hear the word apocalypse, but there is a breaking out of the new through you. It's going to change the way uh, even worship leaders operate. It's going to change even the way uh, the media personalities operate. God said you're coming in with something that's going to, I saw a sword in your mouth. Amen. And it was like when, even though you don't speak loud and, and, and you know, but it was like the, the sword was coming out. It was double-edged. It was cutting through. It was cutting through the, the muckiness. It was cutting through the darkness. And God said, Nicole and David, in this season, I'm taking you on a journey. And, and the Lord said, it's going I feel like this is a five-year journey. It's a five-year plan that God has over your life. And God said, this five-year journey, it will have some ups and downs, but you will never come down to the level you are now. You hear me? You will never come down to the level you are now because God said he's going to take you up so that you can see. Then he'll take you down so you can build. Then he'll take you up again so that you can see. Then he'll take you down to build. The Lord said this is a building season over your life and over the pastors and the leaders of the church. This is a building season. And he said, build the people, build the people, impartation. Impartation is this season for you. 
It's a season of impartation. It's a season of going. It's a season of, of not going to the nations, but going deep in the people. You will go to the nations. You will travel. You'll do whatever God's telling you to do. But I see there's a deposit of this anointing. And there's a cloud that's forming in the realm of the spirit. So God said, get everything in order now. Get this house in order. Get your house in order. Put every, all the pieces where they need to be. Because when it takes off, people are going to want to cling on. But we bind that Star Trek spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah, you can't go to this next galaxy with me if you weren't with me now. Now there's going to be people that God's going to bring. You get the point. Can we just stand up on our feet? Faith translated Enoch from this life and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted them. I end this by saying God is promoting this church. There's a promotion to the leaders. There's a promotion to the faithful. There's a promotion in this region. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.